What is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Kurt and Bob Show. He's Kurt. I'm Bob. It is Tuesday, March 7th, and Curtis, we have a lot going on, especially yesterday. Big chip fell yesterday. It's going to have some big implications. I'm talking about Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, basically this episode, we're just going to be running through headlines. We had planned some some defensive free agent talk, but there's been a lot of stuff going on recently with some releases and and just some some franchise tags and, man, just a lot going on. So we're yeah. going to stick with the basics here on, on this week's episode and just... Just kill it on the uh, on the headlines. So, Kurt, why don't you start us off? What's uh, uh, some yeah. big headlines that we got? So we got we got moves across the. I mean, today was honestly a mini free agency. It was absurd the the amount of movement, and that's I mean that comes with the franchise tags, but also a lot of contract signings and uh, and releases as well. So there's plenty to cover across the board here. And honestly, spoiler, a lot of these are on the offensive side of the ball. So next week when we do have our free agency episode, it'll be pretty defensively focused because a lot of the offensive side of the ball question marks, uh, are answered today. So that's why we're just going to jump right into it here. So we'll just make it easy. We'll start with, I guess the biggest franchise tag news, and that is, of course, Lamar Jackson has the has placed the franchise tag, so no long-term deal got done there. It is an unex, inexclusive franchise tag, which for the listeners at home just means Lamar is free to negotiate a contract as if he were a free agent with other teams, and another team can sign him, but they would have to give the Baltimore Ravens two first-round picks for Lamar. So, that is a lot of compensation because, number one, they're going to be paying for Lamar, which is looking to be a huge number with some of the contracts we've had this week. Uh, and number two, they're going to have to give up two first-round draft picks, which I believe there are only three teams this year with two picks in the first round, uh, that being the the Eagles, the Lions, and oh, I, it might be the Saints. I, I you can't hold me to it but yeah the point is there aren't a lot of teams where last year i remember us talking at draft time where there was eight or nine teams that had two picks in the first round it was it was crazy last year so this year that you know that means a lamar jackson would come down to a huge contract starting this year the a team's first round pick this year along with another first rounder next year so huge commitment for Lamar here a few teams are out already teams have come out to the media and said nope we're not in that running uh those teams include the Falcons unfortunately I was kind of I was kind of excited I thought maybe they could pull a little draft day trade which I'll get into I want to pose (laughs) pose something to you but uh Falcons Panthers Dolphins uh obviously the Saints which we'll get into why you know why they're not in anymore as well uh Packers and you know a select select few other teams so this is big big news today and you know it's big news because teams are going out of the way to say we're not involved in this because they don't want any part in the rumor mill that is going to be brewing over the next few weeks so initial reactions Bob what what do you think was this your expected outcome or how are you feeling so this was my expected outcome Mm -hmm. with the the non-exclusive franchise tag because I had heard other rumors of that likely going to be the option that the Ravens are going to go with because of all the franchise tags, it is probably the least likely to piss off that player, uh, especially someone like Lamar, who is kind of, 
he's not totally, you know, he's not agreeing to the Ravens at all. I mean, he, and, and he's you know, self-representing himself too. So that's, yeah, makes it even harder, right? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. So with, it just, it didn't surprise me because obviously the Ravens would get some sort of compensation mm-hmm. if they were to lose Lamar. It seems like the smart thing to do here because, like you said, two first-round draft picks, that's huge return for Lamar. Obviously, yeah. you don't get the player that you're looking for. but or uh, In the draft. That yeah. you, or that you had wanted to retain. Mm-hmm. But, like, you do get really good compensation. Now, mm-hmm. if I'm the Atlanta Falcons, it's just tough for me to sit here and say, like, I, if I was the Falcons, I'd, I – I don't know that I could say I'm out on the Walmart sweepstakes because mm-hmm. honestly, what are we going to do at quarterback? I've even heard rumors of us potentially trading up to try and get like a CJ Stroud or Bryce Young, oh, yeah. which is wild to me because if we're going to do that, just go get Lamar. Who's already, I mean, we're going to have to pay him a boatload of money, but like we've got some salary cap. They can make it happen. It just, it was interesting for them just to kind of be like, I'm out. I'm, I'm mm. just out. And so, um, I know two first-round draft picks is not ideal if you're Atlanta, but if you get a guy like Lamar, I think a lot of people would would have been happy with it. But yeah. you know, if they think that if they think that they've got some stuff brewing here for you know, I mean, I don't know what's going on in that front office, but if they feel confident in what they're going to do in the draft and free agency, then you know, I guess it's I guess it's a smart move. Yeah, we'll see. And and here's a here's what I wanted to pitch to you today. I you know this is this is the you know stay up till three a.m. and walk into Arthur Arthur Smith's office and say, and or Arthur Blank's office, um, and, and then I go to just walk in and say, guys, I've been thinking about this. Listen, hear me out. Hear me out. And this is what I was thinking. I'm like, what if Lamar goes unsigned by teams and up to the draft where like he's just looks like he's going to be with the Ravens. The Falcons have the number eight pick. There's going to be this year. Looks like there's going to be a lot of draft day drama with trades and every. There's a lot of teams in the top ten that might want to get out of the top ten because there's a lot of other teams that are going to pay a, you know, a big bargain to get up there. So what if the Falcons took that eight pick? They trade down to like the twenties or maybe maybe eighteen with the Lions or or down down into the twenties, right? And they get another team's first round pick next year, giving them two for one first round this year to get their guys, and then two first rounders next year. So then the Falcons on draft day make that trade and then immediately announce, hey. We're signing Lamar. They're taking our two draft picks for 2024. <laughs> Here we go. So, dude, I just that's co- actually semi genius. Yeah, I don't, I don't hate that at all. Like, I actually, <laughs> it's, it's intelligent. It's interesting to think about because, like, that's like, that's seriously some, some. If you real, if you want Lamar that bad, then, yep. I mean, you'll go and make it happen, and that's one way to do it. Um, it's a very. I would say outside the box way of thinking, but it, it certainly is. I mean, it could be fun. Not, never, it, could, it really never. could be fun. It could be fun. I, I'm not sure how. I mean, it it'd be hard to see Lamar if, getting to the draft not not touched. Granted, yeah, that that two first round draft picks and a contract is huge. So teams might yeah. just be scared off by that simply because this does look to be a pretty rich year in the draft. I don't know if there's any teams out there 
without a quarterback that are also saying, yeah, let's toss in the towel for the draft. You know, the Texans, so it's the Texans and the Lions. They have two picks in the first round this year, so they absolutely could come in. It's the Texans, the Eagles, and the Lions. That's that's the three teams with two picks in the first round in 2023. So, I mean, I was thinking about the Texans, but then the more I thought about it, I was like, nah, they need way more than just quarterback. Like, they they need these picks. And not to mention, you know, they got D'Amico Ryans there now, brand-new head coach. They got a second-year GM now. I think the Texans want to – it feels like they want to build their own brand, right? I couldn't see the Lions doing it uh, just simply because I think they're going to benefit a lot from the draft picks they have this year. The fact that the Lions are picking sixth overall with the current roster that they have and then also get to pick 18th is honestly unbelievable. Like that's already a semi-playoff ready team and you get yeah. some high caliber rookies like there are in this year's uh, first round. I, I don't think the Lions are willing to give up the bag for Lamar. And then you look at the Eagles, which is just, I mean, we all saw what Jalen Hurts did in the Super Bowl. So to me, if it's going to be two first round picks, it's 110,000% going to come from a team who's only got one pick this year. So that means they just have to give up two years worth of of picks. And I don't know if anyone, maybe Uh, the commanders, maybe the commanders. I don't know. I don't know. I heard a little, a little talking with Ron Rivera. I heard a conversation um, on a podcast I was listening to and Ron was talking about how like late in the season, you know, He's kind of riding the hot hand, going with like a little bit of, yeah. you know, Sam Howell, Tara Heineke. Like, and apparently, like, Sam Howell is going to be their guy. Yeah. That's, I, I've Unless, seen the enemy say that too. Like, they're, yeah, they're high on yeah. him after that Cowboys game where he performed yeah. really well, he, which is yeah. interesting because end of the season. They said, yeah, I don't know. Because they said, why not, why not see what Sam Howell's got in the tank? So they put him in for that game because they were going to mm-hmm. start Heineke in that game. And then they went with Sam Howell, and then he had a good game. And then all of a sudden, you know, they're over here like he's going to be our guy. And I'm like, wow, interesting. So, I mean, obviously, if you can upgrade from Sam Howell to Lamar, like you do yeah. it. But Oh, yeah. If we, if we were playing Madden, I, we would both make that upgrade. You know? Yeah, <laughs> it's just sure. the matter of capital and how how much Biennemi and, and Rivera like actually like Sam Howell. Yeah. So. I don't know. We'll see. No, it's it's true. It's it is going so to be much. Rumorville City for the next couple of weeks, and it's this is going to go past free agency. Like I this... really can't see Lamar go anywhere else now, though. Like to be quite honest, me neither. Like I don't see him going anywhere I, at this point. I see it being pure rumors, and he's going to end up for Baltimore. And then the question is, do you play? And I feel like yes, he's got a great relationship with Harbaugh. At the end of the day, business is business. And this is a little similar to what happened last year, right? Everyone was expecting the Lamar contract news all last offseason, and it just never came out. And the Ravens, like, a week before preseason were just like, yep, we're not getting the deal done. He's going to play this year on, you know, what he's got left here. Uh, and that's that. So it's it's been an awkward yeah. situation for, for Lamar for the past two years. And, I mean, it's not doing him any, any favors because he's racked up another injury since then. And on top of that, no player is getting any any younger, right? So yeah. the Ravens are, are royally screwing him right now, I think. But it, it's also, you know, I was I, I listened to uh, credit to part of my take. You know, I think a big, big reason or a big slap in the face was also when they traded for Roquan Smith midseason and gave him a brand new contract immediately. Granted, yeah. I'm sure that was a part of the trade talks and why that trade happened. 
But I, you know, you saw Ravens fans everywhere. What, what the hell? We're, you know, we're paying the brand new linebacker we just got. And we still aren't paying Lamar yet. So, uh, lots of noise around the league. Uh, lots of people with, you know, pretty much all the same opinion is I, I think the whole country is in Lamar's corner right now because the Ravens, it just feels a little, it just feels off. And some of these QB contracts we're going to get into today are not helping the situation either. So yeah, and uh, with crazy. with Lamar, one last thing on him is like you got to think yeah. that a team who is already competitive, because although you do have a contract in place, if you did do the trade mm-hmm. or the you, you know the you have a contract in place for the the franchise tag to mm-hmm. go through, like you're giving away two first round picks for a like basically alone for one year and then you have to pay the man a bunch of money after that yep. like you're not giving up two first round picks for a guy who's already on contract you have to just for one year you get two you give him two first rounders you get one year out of him and then the rest is on you and you have to pay the man like it's just mm-hmm. it just seems a, like a lot of draft capital and it and it would probably need to go to a competitor who or a team where all it takes is a quarterback to put him there and i don't see a whole lot of those yeah. So it wouldn't make sense coming from a team that just is like who needs that draft capital, mm-hmm. who is in in the lower divisions of you know like lower in their divisions. It it wouldn't make sense for somebody to go do that, and it, it honestly it doesn't even really make sense for the Falcons. I mean, it kind of does out of probably the most out of any of the teams. But yeah, if he was if he was an unrestricted free agent, the Falcons would be one and probably two. Like it would probably be Falcons commanders panthers towards the top uh of of that list because they're teams with money that need a quarterback right so uh it it would come down to that it's really really interesting gonna have to see how it pans out but you know i think with all the hype and noise about it today what's gonna end up happening is kind of like we were talking about last week is just the boring result of lamar just sticking it out with the ravens and you know there's i've seen you know around around the web which who knows uh, how reputable uh, some of the sources are but pe- you know some people were saying at the end of this last season oh is Lamar maybe milking this injury because he's frustrated with his contract talks right like is he holding out in a sense uh and with that injury towards the end of the year because they kept saying Harbaugh kept saying oh he'll be ready for end of the regular season oh he'll be ready if we you know make it to the playoffs oh he'll be ready if we make it to the end of the playoffs so it was a weird cycle there so who knows with with all the drama around that i wouldn't want to be in the same building as all of it personally like that's you know that's for Har- harbaugh and the gm to to figure out and for for us to comment on because they got they got a lot going on behind closed doors there um and with that i mean lamar's really the only big you know slight question mark left and then the other question mark that we'll transition to here is Aaron Rodgers there's finally a little bit of noise around him I personally am in the boring result corner for Aaron Rodgers as well I see him just going back to the Packers but there's a lot of talk as of today out of out of the blue that Aaron Rodgers you know the Jets front office flew out to Green Bay today to meet with Aaron Rodgers and is talking to Rodgers about, uh, you know, possibly coming to the Jets and, you know, asking for a trade to the Jets in which, you know, the Jets would give up a, a nice ransom to the Packers for that, uh, absolutely. And, you know, then Rodgers would get paid. Those New York taxes would get him a bit, but he'd still he'd still get a nice chunk of change, that's for sure. <laughs> so 
What do you think about Rodgers possibly to the Jets, Bob? To me, I just can't. I can't visualize it. I just can't see Rodgers in a Jets uniform. Like that's yeah. Like, that's <laughs> it's it's really weird to see. Yeah, I could see it happening for sure because there had to have been, and this is gonna play on something you know that we're mm-hmm. getting to probably right after this, but there had to have been something that the Jets felt like or they they heard something or you know i don't know what they heard from rogers i don't know what if they were able to talk they must have heard something at least in my opinion for them not to go after Derek carr and let the saints come up very true with Derek carr and the because the jets they were in line to, to get him they were the favorite i think i think it it was a rumor that they were the favorite but i'm i'm like 90 percent certain that they were actually the favorite um, and I just think that, you know, Derek Carr ended up going to the saints because the jets didn't want to commit because maybe they knew something. Maybe they've heard something from Rogers. So I doubt it. That's yeah, that would, <clears throat> that would definitely hold that holds water. Like it's, it, it is what it is. So it'll be, it'll be interesting not to mention the Packers GM last week saying the only thing left in Jordan loves progression is to actually get out there and play. So really pushing that. We cannot develop him anymore. Like he, he is, he's ready to get out there. Like we want yeah. to see if we boomer busted, which you know, I, I think a lot of people already have the Let's bust opinion. Bust. But, yeah. <laughs> but you know, Rogers was also a, a bust on his forehead for the first year or two when he was coming in for for Favre and that. So you never know with the Packers. They seem to have great luck with quarterbacks, seeing that they've had two over the last forty plus years. It's it's disgusting luck when. You know the Dolphins. You don't have to Browns. worry about. Who's, yeah, when the Dolphins yeah. and the Browns are out here with twenty plus quarterbacks in the last twenty years, it's like how how in the world does does that happen? You know, it's just yeah, it's you know, it's comforting knowing that you're sending the same guy out there every day. It is like every single time that he goes out and touches the for years. It is comforting to know yep. that because I've had that comfort as an Atlanta Falcons fan for the longest time with Matt Ryan. True. And, you know, now we're it's kind of like a toss-up, and it's just like if you don't yeah. have that guy who you know is going to be out there every single every single Sunday, you're like, geez, here we go again. We're just kind of yeah, – it's just a carousel. A we're not getting anywhere. Yeah. You know, it's going to take years before we actually are competitive because we don't have that guy out there. Mm-hmm. Like, in New- are we going to draft him? You know, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, it's just like – Yeah. And the worst part yeah. being the fact that – when you have a new guy in there or a young quarterback that's still trying to prove himself, the highs are the highest the fan base has ever felt, and the lows are the lowest the fan base has ever felt week after week, not year after year. You know, with a guy like Rodgers could have a down year in 2015, no one would blink an eye in 2016. Like, yeah, he's going out there. You know, like Rodgers Rodgers is our guy. But if, like, look at Tua under Brian Flores. Tua under Brian Flores (laughs) is the worst quarterback who's ever existed in the NFL he shouldn't be out there. He's terrible. He can't do this. He can't do that. Mike McDaniel comes in for the first eight weeks of the season. Tua was tied with Mahomes for the MVP voting <laughs> before yeah. before the, all the concussions and everything. Else. So it's you know it's so hard to tell with young guys, and it takes time. And that's what's so nice at having that comfort of a Matt Ryan or a Aaron Rodgers or a you know Brady, Roethlisberger, Eli, all the guys that you and I have grown up watching. Is you know that's the one thing where I'm like man. I just need the Dolphins to get that guy. Like that's every yeah. everyone needs their guy. 
And I would even say Justin Fields is a part of that where it's like, even though he does, he is seemingly their guy. Like there's been rumors that they may move on from him and draft like a Bryce Young or CJ Stroud. And people are like, why? So it's, it's just like, it's one of those things where even for uh, Justin Fields, who, I mean, granted, this was his only, his only good season so Mm -hmm. far of his career. I mean, he's on the bears. You can't do a whole lot, but like, you know, and there's see, reason it. to yeah. believe that he'll be, you know, he'll be a pretty good quarterback, but you know, there's people calling for to move on from him, and there's rumors there's and stuff like that. There's people calling, so I, and then there's also, you know, it's also just the young quarterback again. If the young quarterback goes to a bad team, it's never the young quarterback's fault until the team gets good around him, and then they're like, oh, hold on a second, is it this guy's fault that we're bad? Because yeah. Fields had a quote amazing year for the Bears, but you know he. Threw 2,200 yards, you know, a couple, like, let's see, 17 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, took 55 sacks. So if you said that a Justin Herbert did that right, people would be, oh, my God, he's the worst, you know, get it. So Fields, he had so many highlight plays, and but the overall stats just weren't there. But you can chalk it up to, oh, it's just the Bears. The Bears were bad this year, which I absolutely agree with. They were just egregious on offense, like, (laughs) like, horrid, horrid, horrid. So... Yeah, yeah, it's it's just the never-ending young quarterback carousel. So securing a guy like a Rodgers, I'm sure would would be nice. And then that gives the that would give the Jets two uh, two years to get a to draft a quarterback because Rodgers knows that he's only playing one or two years. He specifically made this contract with Green Bay in the likes of Hey guys, this is a three-year contract, but I get an option every year, like year after year. I get an option of what I, you know, if I want to retire or if I want to get traded or if I want to keep playing, right? So uh, the Jets know, okay, if we get Rodgers, we'll have him for max two years. That gives you two years to, you know, grind your hardest in the scouting department and maybe find your rookie that'll, that Rodgers can just coach up for a bit. So it makes, it makes a lot of sense. Seeing that I don't want Rodgers in my AFC East division, I'm going to stick with that. I hope he just stays with the Packers. <laughs> and not to mention, the growth of that Packers offense last year was unbelievable. So I would I would hate yeah. to see that go down the drain because the first four weeks of the year, Rodgers is calling out Christian Watson and Dobbs and so many of the other receivers saying like, Man, you guys suck! Like we we gotta we gotta stop dropping balls. What's going on? And then week you know twelve through seventeen, Christian Watson was a number one fantasy receiver. He was phenomenal. You know, multi touchdown games week after week. So the Packers offense finally started to click, but they clicked too late. You know, they they just clicked too late, and then the Lions gave him a shocker at the end of the season. So um, it'll be really interesting to have to see what happens with Rodgers. But I feel like that that's about. It with the rumorville, I saw something about Brady maybe not coming out of but, yeah. then, but then Brady kind of put that to rest real quick. He said, "If you guys think I have time to come out of retirement, you've clearly never adopted a two two week old kitten for your daughter." So he's just making jokes like, "Hey, I'm I'm with the fam right now. We're we're getting we're getting pets. I'm not coming back anytime soon." So I'll take his word for it on it until he decides to flip it around again. But uh, to get into some of the more guaranteed. Uh, and what actually happened mm. today, we'll pop right into some franchise tags here, I think. And three names I'll give you off the top, Bob. Tony Pollard, Evan Ingram, Josh Jacobs. I specifically remember <laughs> us talking about them last week, like probably a franchise tag because they'd be stupid to let them go. Uh, yeah. But you never know what will happen in the free agent market. But, yeah, there's 
there's three guys with the franchise uh, that will be staying. So who do you think, what team gets the biggest bonus from, from their guy there? Is it the Cowboys with Pollard? Is it Jags with Ingram? Or is it Raiders with Josh Jacobs? It's Raiders with Josh Jacobs. And they fumbled it like last season. Yep. And now they're kind of trying to make up for it. And I'm not really sure what they're doing there. I don't know if Jacobs is yeah. going to like that. I don't know. We'll see. But that is just, it just looks stupid. Like, really, you had, you could have picked up his option. So, whoops. Now you get a, now you get a franchise <laughs> tag to dude. Like, yeah. come on. Like, it's just, it's just silly. It's just, it's, I think that they're, they did the right thing, but they shouldn't have had to do it. Yeah. So I think fair. that uh, Evan Ingram, you probably didn't, I mean, I don't know who else the Jags could have franchise tagged really, but yeah. you know Ingram's. It's probably nice that he's staying there, like we talked about. I mean, it's probably good for his career, kind of resurrected his career, and also yeah, not, no, no kidding. To the Jags. He was good with them, so mm-hmm. might as well stick with what you got and what's working. And then Tony Pollard. I mean, that's I really like Tony Pollard a yeah. lot. I think he's. I'm not, kind of bummed he I, didn't become a free agent. I wanted to see I him know, hit the market. I, want, I wanted to God, see him. It would have been crazy. I think a yeah. lot of people like kind of value what he does in that role of being behind mm-hmm. Zeke, but also producing in that role behind Zeke. Like he is it's it's crazy what he does behind Zeke. Yeah. Um, it's and I've I've been a huge critic of the one two running back for like my whole life. I, I hate it. Not even because of fantasy football. That's a big reason why a lot of people hate it is because you never know which running back's gonna get it. But there's something about, you know, growing up and watching like some of my favorite people to watch were, you know, an Adrian Peterson, a Reggie Bush, you know, Derrick Henry right now, even a Jamal Charles, I remember on the Chiefs. There's there's yeah. something about having that feature back who is just your guy, downs one through four, that I I just fell in love with growing up that I just have so much respect for because the running back position is so difficult that a lot of teams do have to do this one too because these guys get beat up and they can't do it so but the Tony Pollard and Zeke, they do work very well in tandem. The Cowboys utilize them very well. And Mike McCarthy uh, was saying at the Combine this week that, you know, his quote was that uh, Kellen Moore wanted to light up the scoreboard. I just want to run the freaking ball. Uh, didn't say freaking, obviously. But uh, Mike McCarthy, you know, he is definitely going to be taking advantage of that tandem from the sounds of that quote. And I'm sure they're very happy to have a tagged Tony Pollard here with Zeke coming back next year for sure so that could be a very explosive duo next year with mccarthy calling the plays who knows uh it's gonna be a new look cowboys <laughs> offense that's for sure because we've been watching you know kellen moore's been there i believe three four years uh now and now he's with the chargers so uh it'll be interesting to see how the cowboys come out i was definitely bummed to see pollard get tagged but it's the smart decision for the cowboys and i totally agree with you on the raiders too i think they maybe wrote him off a year too early because i remember they drafted zamir zamir white last year uh the uga's running back good old zeus and he you know he didn't have a great preseason from what i remember he wasn't touching the ball much and then it was just the josh jacobs show all, all year long he was the number one running back across the board this year so you know credit to the raiders to at least be like hey all right, you know, we, we made a mistake. Let's pay him. We'll hit him with the franchise tag. If he does this two years in a row, like if he's a top 10 back again or top five back again this year, you know, Josh Jacobs is still a young guy. Uh, I don't think there's going to be any issue with getting him to a contract. You know, he's 25 years old right now. So he has another good year at 26. Hey, sign him through 27. Give him a three-year deal next year, three-year, 42 mil, something like that. You know, who knows uh, 
who knows but good good work there from from the teams i hate franchise tags but i i understand them uh it's it takes some of the fun out of the free agency but it's it's smart business moves by the team so can't complain there and this last franchise tag i'll, I'll hit you with bob is this is the tandem uh that I think we even talked about this on the pod last week as a possibility, and I know I heard it during the week while we were approaching this deadline, uh, is that the Giants today, so this is kind of a two-for-one, Giants signed Daniel Jones to a massive four years, $160 million. I We can get into that. Dumb. Uh, but, yeah, we can, we can get into that. Four so, years, not dumb, because yeah. you never know with Daniel Jones, so they're not locked. Oh, yeah. Anyways, yeah. Continue four, with what you're saying. Yeah, four, four, four years with Daniel Jones, 160 mil, 83 mil guaranteed in the first two years. Crazy. Deshaun Watson and the Browns, you know, all the NFL front offices will never, you know, be fans of the Browns for the rest of their lives because that, that Deshaun Watson contract continues to just ruin this QB, the QB contract market. And because of that signing – they were able to get the franchise tag on Saquon right at the deadline, which I'm really bummed about. I was excited to see him hit free agency for sure. Uh, but Saquon and, and DJ are coming back to the Giants. Giants are going to get a lot of guys back from injury this offseason. Obviously, you know, everyone should be knock on wood healthy going into the season. And, you know, they'll get another fresh draft class to build on what was a pretty impressive run from them last year. They definitely you know got the brakes beat off them by the eagles but the eagles were clearly the best team in the nfc last year i don't think there's any yeah. doubt about that um you know i'm sure the niners would have something to say to that if they had their boy purdy in there but that's we'll, we'll never know the niners will have to prove it again this year uh so yeah what do you think about the Giants situation you know i'm i'm shocked they did it but it may i mean it makes sense they they don't feel like getting rid of either guy you know so they must have just forced that dj contract so they could tag up barkley right yeah, I was just – I don't know. That's not how I saw it going. Mm-hmm. Um, I really thought that they were going to have to pick between Saquon and, and Daniel yeah. and Danny Dimes, and they didn't. They went and got both, which is impressive uh, for the Giants, but also having to pay $160 million to Daniel Jones over four years, not ideal. Very so, Cousins-esque, I would say. Very. <laughs> it's like he's not bad – but he's not Aaron Rodgers or you know a top ten, top five guy he just yet. Can't yet, pay right? A guy Maybe. forty million dollars a year <laughs> if he's barely done anything. I agree. He has not done anything. You can't pay a man forty million dollars a year if he if you aren't consistently if you haven't pretty much made the playoffs. Like, let's just tell it how it is. Like, I mean. Oh, it's just annoying. It's just so annoying. It's, a, it's an ugly concept. So I mean, if you're paying, why is Daniel Jones getting? I, somebody pay me forty million to do what Daniel Jones does. Jeez. <laughs> it's it, it just makes me like shake my head because it's like now now the Bengals are screwed. Like the the Bengals are screwed now. You can't pay daniel jones 160 and then do a family friendly contract with burrow burrow's gonna look at that and be like are you kidding me that guy 160 like that's that is oh that's a lot of cash and you know the fact lamar was looking for two i believe around 200 and he was looking for 200 guaranteed 
you know, I, I honestly don't think the Ravens are stupid for not agreeing to that number. But now this QB market has backed them into a corner where now the Ravens are, you know, the the, the town assholes that just won't give Lamar his money. And, oh, the Ravens are the worst. Ravens are the worst. Worst front office ever. But, like, man, these – someone's got to put an end to these ridiculous QB contracts. And it's got to be Joe Burrow. He's got to take we've the gotta, hometown we've discount We've got to put an stay. end to this. Like, this – I I'm all for paying the players, but when I say players, I mean players plural. There are 52 other guys on that roster that, that you gotta pay at the end of the year, and let you these contracts. You know what? Are at gonna this point, give me them. Desmond Ritter. I'll yeah, take like, Desmond yeah, Ritter seriously. if I don't have to pay him 40 million dollars a year. A free Holy Desmond crap! Ritter, like. Uh, you know it's unbelievable and it makes me worried for Tua too because the dolphins aren't picking up to his fifth year option um but it's they're definitely riding with Tua. but they just need they need to see i know what they're looking for they need to see a healthy Tua this year healthy yeah we need a i don't i don't even need him to play all 17 i just need him to play 15 (laughs) play 15 i I need i need Tua playing 15 games this year 15 games if he can work that out you know then I'm I'm excited, and I don't think Chris Greer will bat an eye to pay him because Mike McDaniel and Chris Greer do love Tua. But man, 160 mil for Daniel Jones. If he better come out, he bet he better be lights out this year because listen, he, he's a I have no issue with Daniel Jones. I have no issue. I've I've had a discussion with one of my friends who's a Giants fan. We had an argument over Daniel Jones over Tua, and it was like mid season. And uh, me and my friend Griffin, we were both Dolphins fans. We were laughing at him. We're like, dude, Tua, a hundred times out of a hundred with Daniel against Daniel Jones. Give me a break. And you know, that's that's why I bring up Tua in this scenario because that is kind of the comp here. Is he's a younger, kind of unproven guy who's shown flashes. You know, which I would say both again, Daniel Jones and Tua are are those guys. But to to me, it just it, you know. I get the Giants were very injured this year, so that that is a valid excuse. They had a lot of offensive side of the ball injuries specifically. So let's let's see. This is if it were me, I would have put Daniel Jones on a two or three year. I, I don't I don't yes. I don't love the four one sixty. That is, a but it's bit better scary. than some like stupid long term deal. Like uh, it's just yeah. I mean, put it this way, Daniel Jones this year. Uh, let's see. Daniel Jones this year, he did he play? So he played 16, 16 out of 18 games this year. Uh, and he had 3,200 yards. Okay. 15 touchdowns, five interceptions. Bang, really banged up offense. They play the Eagles twice a year. We could throw in a, a excuse mill. You know, we could, we could throw an excuse mill all over. Oh, Cowboys defense twice a year. Sure. Let's give him benefit of the doubt. Hey, hey, Danny Dimes, here's. Here's 97 mil over over three years. Here's here's 97 over three. Go show us what you got. Uh, big next three years for you. You're 25 years old. You know you're right there. Uh, and then you know then we look at we look at Tua. Tua played 13 games this year. One of them kind of concussed. 3,500 yards, 25 touchdowns, eight interceptions. Granted, you can throw the excuse mill and say, hey, he's got Tyreek and Waddle. Daniel Jones doesn't have that. It's like sure. Sure, that's that's fine, but uh, to me, uh, that's crazy. That's crazy money. That is that is, yeah, crazy money for for Daniel Jones, who has performed like very average. Like this year was it was his best year in four years. This was his best year in four years, and and 
like it wasn't even that great. You know what I mean? He was 15th for yards overall, 21st for touchdowns thrown, uh, and sixth in the league for QBR, which I, I guess is, you know, that's, that's nice. But, you know, then you can throw the, uh, the counter argument of, well, he had Saquon, so he didn't, he wasn't asked to do as much, uh, as a, I don't know, you could even say who's someone that was, I mean, shoot, you can just to keep it consistent. You can use the two argument where they didn't really have a run game until Jeff Wilson came on midseason, and then even then after that, the run game was non-existent. So that Daniel Jones and Tua to me are very good counter arguments to each other. Uh, they both have very valid points, and the next two or three years are going to be a big sign if you know one's better than the other. Are they both great or are they both busts? You know, we're we're gonna see. Uh, so. Daniel Jones, no more excuses left now. This is the great part about money, Bob. This is the one thing I do love about big contracts is big contracts can't hide talent. Like, you can't. When players are on a rookie deal, you get to use every excuse you want. But as soon as they get that money, fans really change their tune. We're paying this guy how much to do that inter- or to throw that interception or how much to fumble that ball. So, oh, man, it's... I, I'm with you. I take a Desmond Ritter. I'm fine with that. <laughs> I'm fine yeah. with that. At this rate, with this, with these contracts, dude, it's, it's just it's ridiculous. It's psycho. So you know, <sighs> Brian Dable's got big body of work ahead of him this off season. Giants are really gonna have to to show out, and they're gonna need to get Danny Dimes some some weapons there because they got no Kadarius Tony. Their number one receiver is Darius Slayton. And then they have Richie James and Wandale Robinson, who I believe are both rookies. And they were like both per- – actually, Richie James has been in the league for a bit. But, uh, you know, they were like the two best receivers they had, which no flame to them. But come on. You know, St- Sterling Shepard, he got injured early on in the season, but he's 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 washed. He, he's been kind of washed. Uh, yeah. So if I'm the Giants with the 25th pick in the first round – you're silly if you're not taking an offensive lineman or a receiver because you know now you got to put your money where your mouth is and <laughs> time it, to it, prove that yeah that daniel jones is actually a half decent quarterback yep time, with a massive contract time to prove it you know i can i just you know i already feel it in my bones that next year in december we're both going to be laughing about the graphic that comes up every december of oh look guys the top five highest paid quarterbacks miss the playoffs again that's that's just i can feel it in my bones we'll we'll see if i'm if i'm right or wrong but oh man it's it's not looking great so you know giants they this is big you know they're 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 all in giants are officially all in they have four years to you know, prove that this team can win a Super Bowl. And I guarantee you at the end of that third year or fourth year, uh, if nothing is done, bye-bye Dable, see you Danny Dimes. Saquon's, you know, going to be that age to where he's going to, you know, hit the market and get a two, two-year two deal. So we'll see. It's multiple years in the future. We got a lot of football before any of that's even adjusted. So, you know, we'll, we'll close out on the Giants there and uh, get to some of these signings there were some great signings this week uh and we'll start with what you alluded to earlier Derek Carr to the Saints I I find that one hilarious what do you think of Derek Carr to the Saints I just it doesn't make sense because I think that the Saints have such a they don't have a high ceiling they may make the playoffs right like like what are you doing with signing Derek Carr 
the team around you, it's not even your offense. You got a decent offense. Mm-hmm. It, with with Chris Olave, like you got you got some weapons that you can do here. But like, what are we doing with going to get Derek Carr, which I know a Derek Carr like he went to it mm-hmm. for stability. Like he got he got paid, plain and simple. Like he's gonna have a job there in the Saints or for the Saints. And like mm-hmm. but it just doesn't make sense to me because it's like if you're gonna go to a team as a free agent, go to somebody who has an upside, but the Saints don't have that upside. I think that at least next year, it's just I don't know. I think the Saints are are grasping at straws here, trying to figure out what to do. They'll they'll I mean, plain and simple, they'll probably win NFC South. Like who is there to compete with unless Desmond Ritter has an absolute phenomenal season for us. Like, yeah, it's just, they'll probably win nine or 10 games, you know, with Derek Carr and the defense is going to be an issue and they're going to get to the playoffs and it's just going to be, they're just going to, they're going to fail. Like, it's just, it, it's not. It feels like a band-aid. Something... It, that's what it is. Yes, yeah. it a hundred percent is. And it feels like, I don't know. It feels like they're trying. There's some people in the in the Saints organization that are trying to save their jobs. Yeah, um, I I think you're I think you're dead on there. And I mean, not to mention, I find it hilarious because remember the Saints are the ones who Derek Carr said no. You know, you cannot trade for me because I'm going to hit the free market, right? And then Derek Carr to the Jets picked up a lot of steam last week. It was the yep. you know it it was basically fact last week that Derek Carr was going to the Jets uh and now here we are he just said ah screw it I'll go to the Saints here uh you know four years 150 mil for Derek Carr too 32 years old you're wow like man that's another just if if these are the contracts for the middle of the pack quarterbacks, I don't want to see the top 10 quarterback contracts over the next like couple of years. Like I'm just going to throw up. Like it's, it's going to be yeah. just silly money. Like no wonder Lamar's asking for 200 because these guys are getting 150. <laughs> like it's, Oh man. It, it's, yeah. it's so big. The saints have a good couple of free agents this year too. You know, like they're, they're going to be losing Michael Thomas. I don't think that relationship. There's mendable. no way they're going to retain. Yeah. Him, that's, dude. that's not mendable. They're losing a couple of their defensive starters as well. A Cade Nellis. And Kamara's probably going to be on suspension for a little bit. Yeah. Like, Oh, I forgot <sighs> about that. Yeah. Yeah. Kamara is, seems to be constantly up in the air with just off the field issues. Uh, Marcus Davenport, who actually had a really good year and last year Davenport was actually he was phenomenal and he you know he's 26 he's a younger guy he can definitely go hit the market uh and and get a nice deal somewhere so the Saints are losing one of their biggest strengths which is defense and Jarvis Landry it looks like they're losing as well who who knows maybe they'll sign another one year uh I can't remember if Tyron I think Tyron Matthews signed a two-year with them last offseason so they'll have him but to me the Saints have just been in this, you know, I remember we talked about it last offseason. Um, the Saints are just in the weird spot of we could blow this thing up, but also we have enough talent at certain positions that we can also just build around it and throw some Band-Aids on positions and, you know, try to make this run, which, I mean, this definitely, if you're talking about just division vision, uh, you know, this is a good division move because yeah. the 
Bucks, Panthers, and Falcons don't look like they're going to be anywhere to be found next year on on any standings list. Um, uh, you know, it, of course, a lot can still happen. We got free agency and and the draft, but you know, I don't I don't see anything fixing. You know, the Bucks are bit selling out right now. They they've released a couple players or less, but they just released uh, their their best left tackle today, actually, um, who he's going to hit the free market, which that'll be very interesting to see what, what happens there. But I mean, the saints are, they're going for it again, right? They're, they're going for it again. They signed Jameis last year in the off season and said, this is our fix. And they had Andy Dalton backing him up and it didn't work. So now Derek Carr is, is the bandaid this year, right? Yeah. That's the crazy thing about it too, because it's like, you're going from like, Andy Dalton to you're paying a guy a bunch of money to be like a little bit better than Andy Dalton. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and I love Derek Carr. I think he could be a great quarterback. I don't think he's going to go to the Saints to be a great quarterback. I like, that's, it's just like, tough. it just doesn't make any sense really. It's just, and Derek, oh, Derek Carr has been, he's been excuseville for his whole career you know that that's yeah. that's my turn off for Derek carr personally is when you've been a starter for about 10 i believe this will be his 10th season in the nfl and he still hasn't really like he hasn't really done anything yet and i've you know i've heard every i've won i have a couple of friends who are diehard raiders fans and every year it's something new it's Oh, well, this happened. Oh, well, that happened. Oh, well, he was MVP up until week 15 and he got injured. And, oh, you know, this and this and this. Like, But at the end of the day, you know, if if I was sitting here saying that about uh, any Dolphins quarterback, I know they'd be the ones roasting me back saying, oh, dude, he hasn't done anything, right? And any team, any team would, any fan. So that's what just rubs me the wrong way about Derek Carr is, uh, like, how many more, oh, but, does a quarterback get you know he has been he's been bad by no means he's definitely not been bad but you know this past season with the raiders which uh was pretty rocky i would say uh you know he was 3500 yards 24 touchdowns and 14 interceptions 14th 12th and tied for 30th in the nfl on the bad side of the interceptions i believe that's one or two less than Dak. so uh 14th in qbr like just middle of the pack across the board and i can't confidently say he's going to a better offense i don't think he is i think the raiders are absolutely he had josh jacobs to bail him out last year you got granted darren waller was injured so i'll give him a pass on you know darren waller being out of the out and about last year uh renfro as well missing a lot of games but Devonte adams there you know you got chris olave here who showed a lot of promise uh, with the saints last year but after chris olave that's um that's about it if, if you look at it so who knows maybe the saints are gonna attack uh attack this draft very offense heavy uh i believe there's some holes on defense they need to patch up but free yep, agency still 100%. around the corner so next week we'll have a lot more clarity on how these teams are going to attack the draft right free agency helps clear up a lot of questions on what gms and coaches are thinking about this year's draft class because put it like you know if like last year, there weren't that many, you know, amazing quarterbacks. So we saw the most quarterback moves last offseason in free agency than my entire life. I've never seen the amount of quarterback movement that we had last year ever. So it was an absolutely crazy offseason for that. 
and we only saw one quarterback go in the first round, right? This year, we're probably going to see four go in the first round. So now the question is, free agency is going to be that last tie-up of, okay, let's see who's drafting their guy, and let's see who's going to take the Jimmy G or you know, maybe it, the Jacoby Brissett or I could see Jacoby just going somewhere to be a backup again, uh, honestly. But yeah, it's it's going to be very interesting. Uh, isn't Baker a, a technically, free agent too? Yeah, technically. Sam Darnold may be one too. Um, Sam's locked in still. I think they, they gave him a really? bad contract like a year or two ago, so he's just there. Um, Sam is, they've said, quote, their guy still, but, you know, uh, they have a – what are the Panthers pick? The Panthers pick ninth overall, so they definitely have some ammo to move up if they want their guy, which every – mock drafts are a mess right now. If, if you're at home, I wouldn't advise looking at any mock drafts until after next week because every mock yeah. draft right now is projecting six trades in the top ten, like back and forth craziness. Like this year yeah. – this I year mean, the, there was ones this morning that were projecting, you know, Lamar to be traded to the Falcons, yep. and then all of a sudden we hear later tonight – no they're oh, yeah. like we're out we're exactly. out so like don't pay attention to the mock drafts because exactly it just doesn't until nobody knows agency, anything right we now. don't know yeah, yeah until free agency we don't know so it's it is it is really difficult and even after free agency mock drafting this year hell you and i are gonna know as much as a mel kuyper and a mcshay this year because the top 10 is like teams that could truly do anything like they're it's gonna be an absolute madhouse there this year. Uh, want to also give a big congrats here. Kind of wanted to save it to the end because wanted to give give the boys some cred. Geno Smith with the long term yeah. deal in Seattle, the three year deal. I'm really hyped for him. That's 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 awesome. We talked about it last week's show that we both you know thought it would be silly for Seattle to move on from him after what he just showed. Uh, and Seattle, another team like the Lions that. You know, they were far from bad last year, and they've got two first-round picks in the top 20 this year. So, hey, bolster up that defense a couple more, patch some holes, or, you know, maybe get Geno another weapon or two or some help on the line. And, hey, the Seahawks could really make a run in it this next year because uh, the Cardinals, to me, feel like a rebuild. We'll see what happens there uh, with Kyler going to be injured, like, until November is what the projections are saying, Jeez. you know, doctors and everything are saying. The Rams, I I don't know if the Rams will ever reach that Super Bowl glory again, but they'll have a healthy roster start week one like everyone else, knock on wood, of course. Um, so we'll see. Maybe the Rams just had a little a sick year and they're coming back in, you know, full <laughs> full force. So uh, Seahawks can definitely have some fun in that division uh, with the Niners, who will, I assume, stay competitive with Purdy and Trey Lance as the guaranteed, you know, one and two guys in San Francisco. We'll see what happens there but yeah any words for gino bob you, you proud of the boy <laughs> yeah i am i mean i was a doubter for sure i was like oh we all were oh my gosh i can't believe it they found a like a, a diamond in the rough almost like absolutely i, I certainly called gino smith a diamond because like you know he's he's a decent quarterback He's, he was, yeah. He, I mean, last year he was definitely a diamond, but I agree. I think ceiling wise, he's, yeah, he's not a Mahomes ceiling, but he's sure as heck not a. They Kirk certainly Cousins found, player, you know. I mean, out of, uh, you know, just going and getting some random guy and then him, you know, expe not expecting him mm -hmm. to play for you, basically. And then all of a sudden he's a starter and a good one. Like, it was just unbelievable. It's like, how, how I, yeah, honestly, a diamond in the rough. Yeah.
Definitely. And I think he got a good contract too. Three years, uh, 72 guaranteed, 105 total in incentives. So that is a, hey, Gino, here's, you know, that to me is a Daniel Jones contract. That's what Daniel Jones should have got. <laughs> Just three, yeah. three years, here's 60, 70 mil guaranteed. And <laughs> hey, if you want 100 Daniel mil, Jones has shown just us. about as much as Gino Smith has sh- shown. No, so uh, Gino was a better statistical quarterback in every single category than Daniel Jones last this season. year. But, or last wow. season, yeah, this yeah. Uh, this past year. So crazy. Like, like Gino Smith was statistically like an anomaly like nobody saw this coming especially out of a seattle team that you know hand up i thought was going to be one and two with the bears like i thought they were going to be picking one and two this year because they were going to be awful but you know geno smith let's i'll pull it up right now geno smith was eighth in the league for yards 4200 he had 30 touchdown passes which was fourth in the league uh 11 interceptions and a total you know 60 qbr which was seventh so Geno Smith had had a very like statistically really sound year, year uh, yeah. with an offense that had nothing to prove. So now the question is, will Geno pull a Fitzpatrick? Where Ryan Fitzpatrick, love him to death. He, he's he's one of the best backups to ever live. But you know Fitzpatrick, every time he got the contract, he started playing horrible. You know, so I hope that doesn't happen to Geno. I hope Geno can come out here and put together another nice season, and he doesn't get that. Some quarterbacks, man, like Nick Foles. Nick Foles, amazing off the bench, amazing backup. No one can beat him. The second you give him a big contract, he just looks like the worst quarterback out there. So it's, you know, you wonder if it's going to be one of those situations or if, or if Gino's going to hold it together. I for sure hope that he pulls it, pulls it in and makes the Seahawks competitive because it was a lot of fun to watch him last year. And, you know, they're going to have a healthy Kenneth Walker, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and who knows who they'll draft. You know, if this is a great draft class uh this year so they could really uh scrounge up some good young weapons on this one so big shout out to geno smith and the seahawks that's great and bob i think we'll end the show on the kansas city chiefs because there's two uh two pieces of big news out of there i want to get your opinion on before we leave here and that is frank clark got released by the chiefs today which i mean shoot him and chris jones they i felt like they were one and two they were both phenomenal. Frank Clark, I believe, is at that 30-year-old range. They need it. He was a salary cap casualty is, is what it really comes down to. The Chiefs wanted to keep him. They couldn't afford to continue paying him what they were, which was, I believe, like 17, 16, 17 mil. So he's got to go you know, some somewhere else. I think that'll be a steal. And Orlando Brown Jr., the best tackle that we were talking about last week. He's the best tackle in free agency for sure. He has come out to the media and said he wants to stay with the Chiefs. And the Chiefs aren't even going to franchise tag him. They're they're letting him hit the free market, and the Chiefs are quote remaining hopeful that their that their best tackle on the offensive line will hit the <laughs> hit the market, not find a big contract, and then say, "All right, guys, I'm coming home. Let's let's go." So, what do you think Which about is, that? Yeah. Those are some big names out of Kansas City that are going to be free on the market here. Yeah, the Frank Clark thing is. I mean, it's not super surprising considering yeah. the trade talks kind of or not the trade talks the contract extensions exactly Nothing just kind do. of kind of stalled here mm-hmm. and it's i mean with releasing clark too the the chiefs are going to open up some cap space as well yep so um not the worst move in the world for them I mean, that's if they end up doing something with the money of course mm-hmm. um and then with the orlando brown thing it like I don't know. He may, you may see him return to Kansas City, but 
I just I really feel like that there are a lot of other teams that are going to be willing to pay to really pay up for for yeah. him. The Chicago and... Bears, the Atlanta Falcons, like there is there is money. Bring him that, here. There, there I'll are, take him. There are teams with money out there this year. Uh, I mean, again, Bears high salary or highest cap space I've seen since the Dolphins literally sold their entire roster back in like 2017, <laughs> 18, and had like 120, 30 mil to play with. Like it was, the Bears have close to 100 mil to play with, and. I mean, offensive line, I would absolutely say is a big need for the Chicago Bears. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Orlando Brown Jr. get a fatty contract for the Chicago Bears that the Chiefs just outright cannot match. You know, the Chiefs have uh, have some good money. Uh, They you know, this Frank Clark release does free up a little more for them. I believe even before the Frank Clark release, they were within like the top 15 of cap space still. So they do have some room. Because uh, they had a lot of one-year deals last year with you know Juju and, and MVS and all that, so it, it'll be interesting to see uh, what the what the Chiefs and Orlando Brown end up doing. That's going to be probably one of the first things we talk about next week, seeing that a lot of the other big names are are taken care of with franchise tags or contract extensions today. Uh, but boy, oh boy, we still got a a lot of defensive names out there uh, that we'll definitely be getting into next week and. I can't believe it, but the Eagles didn't even use their franchise tag today. They got 11 starters no. going into free agency, and they didn't touch the franchise tag. And also no noise around Jalen Hurts whether he's getting an extension or not. So the Eagles are scaring me a little bit. I hope they don't let everyone just leave the nest. I was about to say, they were, they were this yeah, You don't want to pull a Rams, and that's kind of what they did last year is they were picking up veterans midway through the season. And, you know, uh, the, you know Bradbury, Robert Quinn, they had a couple guys come on midway through that were big, you know, big helps to them. So uh, they're losing Javon Hargrave to, to free agency here. One of yeah. the, you know, him, Fletcher Cox, Jordan Davis were huge. Yeah, they're they're losing Bradbury. Bradbury's gone, which to me the holding call in the Super Bowl does not you know deter me at all from how phenomenal he is. You know Brandon Graham, another veteran edge rusher they had on a one year deal last year, losing him to free agency. He's thirty five, but you know still provided a lot of pressure last year. He was PFF's fifth ranked uh, edge rusher period. So you know. To talk about talk about a big loss there you hope they get a extension and a, and a re-sign done there are lots of other free agents so i'm sure there will be some some people who want to join the eagles but man i i hope they don't i hope they don't play themselves that's the because <laughs> fletcher cox is also a free that that whole d line that whole d line i didn't know that yeah Dang. entire d line except for jordan davis for their rookie out of georgia <laughs> is yeah. is a free agent so they're they're gonna need to do some wheeling and dealing because I don't even believe they're. Let me see. I can look through. Yeah, as of right now, uh, on Spot Track NFL Cap Tracker, uh, they have five mil in available cap space going into this free agency. Uh, they'll definitely free up some. But man, they. I hope the Eagles don't just turn and burn like the Rams, where they just are bad next year. I. I you know they lost. They've lost a lot of coaches. They're going to lose a lot of players. And in the NFL, uh, it's it's all about the unit as a whole, not just one or two players, right? So, 
I'm interested to see what the Eagles do, if anything, in free agency next week. I think they're my team team to watch for sure. Is I'm assuming yours is the the Falcons, of course, with all the with all the cash and and the fandom, right? Yeah, I would say so. Um, I mean, it's just it's going to be really interesting. Like, I'm obviously everybody's eyes are going to be on the Bears. Let's do yeah. to see what they're going to do. Like, that's just an insane amount of money. It's just oh, like yeah. Bears, Falcons, Texans, top three in cap space, and top three in needs. I think they're top yeah. three in needs, honestly. Like, those teams need a lot Jeez. of help. Uh, Falcons, more defense. I'd say the Falcons need the least help of the three because um, I think you can shore up a lot of things on the defensive side of the ball, and then you have a nice offense. I, th- I liked what I saw from the Falcons last year. So, yeah, it'll – It'll be fun. I'm I'm excited for next week's episode. It's it's gonna be a lot of fun when the tampering period opens uh, next Monday, March twelfth or March thirteenth. So you know, have those ESPN or whoever you follow notifications on your phone and uh, get ready for a whirlwind because that uh, there's still a lot of big names out there even after all the franchise tags today. Uh, we're going to see a lot of movement on the specifically the defensive side of the ball, and, and we're going to be here to cover it with you guys. So with that being said, we will leave it at that, and we will talk to you guys uh, eagerly next week because next week will be a lot, a lot of fun with free agency hitting. See ya.